0: Coming to you from the Center for Social Confidence in Portland, Oregon, welcome to Shrink for the Shy Guy, helping men everywhere go from social anxiety to social domination, with your host, Dr. Aziz Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of the show. How are you doing today? On a scale of one to ten. How confident are you right now in this moment? 10 being totally confident. I believe in myself. I like myself. Things are looking good. I can take care of things. People like me. Of course they like me. I'm awesome. That's a 10. Maybe a one would be the opposite of all that. I suck. I'm terrible. Nothing's ever going to work out. No one likes me. I'm ugly. I'm a loser. And if you're there, that's okay too. Because you're listening to me. And you're listening to this show. And this is a powerful way to bring yourself up that spectrum from one to five to 10. Because the more you focus on this, the more you study this stuff, the more you learn this. You know, I'm sure you've heard me say that confidence is a skill. So the more you learn, the more you apply, the more you take action, the more you work on yourself and transform how you feel about yourself, the more it lasts and the better you feel over time. It's a skill. You can learn it. So I'm so glad you're here with me today. And speaking of skills, we're going to be diving into the second half of my interview with Small Talk Master Dan Chang. Where, if you haven't listened to the first half, you're probably gonna to wanna to pause this and go back, listen to the first half of the interview. He's teaching his three step formula for connecting through small talk, how to be a master at it. It's super valuable and awesome. And we're gonna be diving right into the middle. So make sure you listen to the first interview. And if you already have, then welcome back. And let's get right back into it. If you wanna learn more about Dan or uh, read the transcript or look at the, uh, the show notes as well. Go to shrinkfortheshyguy, shrinkfortheshyguy.com and you can learn more me- about me there. You can actually also reach out to me if you have questions. I've been doing some more bonus episodes with, with Q&A and Ask the Shrink. So if you want to ask me questions, that's a great way to do it as well. You can also go deeper with my ebook there for free called Five Steps to Unleash Your Inner Confidence. And that is at shrinkfortheshyguy.com. So, Let's get back into that interview with Dan where you're going to learn the most important thing, I think, when it comes to connecting with small talk and about humor, about how to do this in your, in your life. Watch an example of me and Dan doing it. It's going to be awesome. So let's dive into that interview right now.
1: Expert interview.
0: You can start to find the deeper stuff. And it all comes from that that initial uh, cliche or factual question. So I think those are extremely important and they really do get to that deeper stuff.
1: Yeah, I love it, I love it. it I really like what you said about it being less, like a superpower because I, as I've mastered small talk over the past few years, it really, really has changed my life so much, right? Like at work or just like when I'm out talking to random people, um, you know, you it really snowballs and creates things that you wouldn't even expect right and you know like you said you can just you know most people are so afraid of just you know saying something that's really cliche because they think they have to be interesting right but you know i you know just like you i've started so many conversations with things like um that you think are not interesting at all right so i there was a guy you know that was standing on the train right and i was like he had a tattoo on his arm and i was like oh cool tattoo Right? and then we started talking we talked for like half an hour right and then we ended up ex- exchanging phone numbers um you know and uh you know I, in, in, like I, every day on the commute i just, i'm like always just talking to people and then the, the way to open a conversation is like is so simple that it's ridiculous but i think a lot of people tend to just overthink it
0: yeah. So that's, that's great. I mean, so there's, there's the cliched questions are fine. What do you, you know, what do you do? Um, do you live nearby or what part of town do you live in? Or what you did there, which is just a comment, like nice tattoo, nice jacket. Where'd you get it? You know, oh, I love that. Those are cool glasses, right? You can just, it can be that simple to just make that initial contact. And then probably my guess is what you did, Dan you're really good at this is you followed up with like you're just super curious about the person you mentioned that earlier so then whatever they say in response to your kind of generic or cliched question you're really listening to be able to take it deeper or to go in the directions that you want
1: yes absolutely and um which brings us to the next step actually which is yeah. perfect transition perfect um yeah so after you get them talking about their opinions and their feelings uh the next thing you want to do is to affirm what they say this is so important and i can't i can't even begin to like talk about how many times i've talked to people and they just kind of like look at you with a blank face <laughs> or they just don't respond the way that you're expecting right so and actually my wife gives me a hard time because i'm actually not that great at this so i've been working on this but she's like she, she'll tell me like uh you know, he was cracking jokes the whole time. And you, you didn't even laugh or give him like a sympathy chuckle or anything. Right? I'm and sorry, I'm like, baby. He wasn't yeah, funny. I couldn't Yeah. Right? It. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, that's, that's how I you know, used to operate. Just like if it's not funny, I'm not going to laugh, which I mean, I still kind of believe in. But, you know, it's like at the same time, it's like if, when someone says something, they're they're opening up and they're putting a piece of themselves out there for the world. Right. And mm. how you respond is really important. And it's going to determine how they, you know, whether they keep keep putting more of this out themselves out there or whether they close up and put up walls, Ooh. right? So when someone says something, you you, you need to affirm what they say. Um, I think a huge, huge problem. And there's this there's this guy that I know. Um, he I don't know what his deal is, but he he always like has this need to be smarter than you or. Something or like disagree with you or see the other perspective as he as he says
0: play devil's advocate or something (laughs) Yeah,
1: right. Yes. Super annoying, right? And so whenever you talk to him He'll always as you're talking he'll he'll like put his hand on his chin and be like Hmm. Yeah, I I don't know Right and (laughs) or like he'd be like well or um, you know Well, actually right and after like everything I say and it's so annoying so I end up just not talking to him because that you know that disaffirmation if that's a word um really really puts you off right when you're in those beginning phases of a conversation right like sure it's okay to disagree with someone when you're having like a full-blown like conversation but in the beginning when you're starting out it's really important as someone sharing to affirm what they say right even if it's really really simple right like like uh like again i'm gonna come up with a awesome example right now um if they're like Oh, uh, yeah, this, you know, I, I love peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, right? And you're like, oh, my God, yes, right? Like, you don't even necessarily have to love them yourself. But, you know, there's there's this rule in improv comedy, right, where um, there's a rule called yes and where you after everything like someone does, you just say yes and right you you always agree with what they say and then you build upon it because if you disagree with the other person, it's going to break rapport. Right so you don't even have to agree right like for example aziz if you if you told me that you liked peanut butter and jelly and i didn't like it like i could still use the same formula right i could be like yes peanut butter and jelly um you know my my um my sister loves that too but you know i'm not a big fan right like so just just by starting mm-hmm. off with the word yes right like just using that is is huge
0: mm-hmm. yeah you i love that you're building and there's just so many great Im- images that are coming to mind as you're talking. It's like they're kind of putting a little bit of themselves out there. And how we receive that will determine if they keep doing it. It's almost like a little hermit crab, like kind of poking out of its shell. Mm. Or a gopher coming and kind of poking up out of its hole. And, you know, if you do the wrong, if you kind of pounce at the gopher, uh, it's going to run away. And the same thing with this. If we, in this case, the pouncing, the way that if we receive it poorly... You know, one way might be stone-faced, or just like staring at them. And maybe you're doing that because you're nervous, or because you feel uncomfortable being expressive, but what I hear Dan saying, it's so important, is you wanna be expressive. You, you wanna, uh, with, your, with your energy, with saying yes, you, you wanna be responsive in some way. So if there's just a blank, blank slate, people are not gonna, the gopher's gonna go back down in his hole. And similarly, if they share something, you know, you want to not always be looking for the, you know, the, the mismatching or why it's different or why you don't like it. And I'm, I agree with you, Dan, like disagreeing is important and being authentic and we don't want to be the overly nice guy. But in those initial phases, we want to find a way to keep bringing the bringing more and more of them out. And, and I love that. So saying yes and building on it and finding um, finding like a level of enthusiasm with them. That yeah. that's like, yeah, come on out. And, and you don't have to be the craziest, most animated person, but you just don't want to be like, hmm, peanut butter and jelly, hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, exactly. Like, what do they do with that? They're like, okay. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah and that's right. <laughs> and you know, by the way, um, can I steal that gopher analogy? Because you're a lot better at this than I am.
0: Done. That's, uh, that's That is yours officially. Sweet. That's oh my it. gosh. <laughs>
1: <The> go- <laughs> gonna, I'm going to consult you on every analogy I make now because I'm not-
0: <laughs> the Gopher. We'll, we'll, we'll draw a picture. Um, you know oh, what's man. what's really interesting? We're going to pause here for just one moment, take a quick break, and then continue with our interview with Social Confidence Master and Small Talk Master Dan Chang. If you don't think much of yourself, how do you imagine other people will think of you? You guessed it. If we want others to take us seriously, like us, and be attracted to us, we must first master our self-esteem. That's exactly what you'll learn how to do in Dr. Z's brand new version of the Confidence Code. Go to yourconfidencecode.com now to learn more and get your free copy of his ebook, Radical Self-Acceptance: Three Ways to Truly Love Yourself in Two Weeks. Well no, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna pause here Um, because you were saying some really good stuff and I actually want to keep hearing from you so when when they are sharing and they're uh, putting more of themselves out there we're affirming them we're encouraging them in a way to keep doing it right Um, maybe what are some other maybe one or two other ways that we can help that gopher come out
1: yeah. Maybe yeah, examples
0: should, of how we affirm or anything else that you teach.
1: Yeah, I have um yeah, I have something else that I teach, which is uh matching them. Which it's kind of like matching and mirroring, but I don't like um but yeah, I break it down into like matching their energy, matching their body language and their their voice.
0: Oh, so tell what tell us anything? for someone who might not have heard of the term matching and mirroring, tell us a little bit what what do you mean by matching?
1: Yeah, so um when you're affirming someone, you're showing them that. You're similar, showing them that you get it, right? Because they've just exposed themselves to you. Um, that sounds weird. Um, <laughs> I need your help with with my with my illustrations. Um, uh, yeah. So, um, in in addition to affirming what they say, you know, agreeing with them, understanding them, another way to affirm them and and show that you get it is by matching their energy level. And the way to do that is um, to match their voice. So how they talk um, specific words that they use and then secondly, match their body, right? So their body language, right? Like if they're leaning against something really relaxed or if they're slouching, right? Like um, all of that is indicate an indication of their energy level. Right. And um, if you think about it, right, if you are really tired, you've had a long day you're just like you just want to get home and lay down in your bed there's nothing more annoying than someone who is on the opposite end of the energy spectrum right someone comes up to you like hey man how's it going awesome cool right and you just want them to go away right because they're not matching you where you are right and then vice versa if you're really excited you just um you just uh got a new job and you're freaking out you're like yes killed it and Um, and then someone comes up to you and they're like, Hey, what's going on? You got a new job. Cool, dude. Right. And, and they're not matching you where you are. Then that also breaks the connection. Does that make sense?
0: That's super important. It's Yeah. Matching a lot of different things, including your energy level there. And I think I love how, when you help people think about how they would respond to someone else, it helps make it very clear about, well, then that's how other people would be too. So we want to find a way to to match that energy, match someone's enthusiasm about something. And I think that, again, helps them feel more connected to us. So let's get into Definitely. that uh, third step. So now we are affirming what they're saying, they're sharing more. What's the third step to really connect the small talk?
1: All right. Yeah. So step number three, uh, the very last step. Um, so. As you're talking to someone, especially if you're shy, it's important that you don't just become a bobblehead and just keep agreeing with what, whatever the person's saying, right? So um, I have a friend and this one time we were out having lunch together and there was there's another table of, of women sitting next to us and this woman uh, started talking to us and I was just eavesdropping on the conversation and she was like, Uh, She was a middle aged woman. She had a daughter in college and she was sharing a lot about her life. Right. And which was good. Right. Um, He was, you know, having her open up and affirming what she was saying. And she was she was every time she said something, he would just nod and agree and be like, oh, cool, cool. All right. Oh, nice. Sweet. Cool. Right. And um, what happens is it becomes a nice conversation for her. But um, there's not really a connection that's being built because she, you know, my friend got to know a lot about her, but she didn't really get to know about him. So, mm. uh, when we're trying to build that connection, um, not only do you have to uncover someone's opinions and feelings and then affirm them, but you need to show how you're similar, right? So you need to relate with your own opinions and feelings. So, so that's step number three, relate with your opinions and feelings. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, that's super important, uh, and I think uh, I've definitely been there where the other person is talking and sharing, and and I'm uh, maybe not as engaged as I'm pretending to be by nodding and being the bobblehead, mm-hmm. or maybe I am engaged, but you're right that you know in a way I've hidden through the conversation, and they don't really know me. They haven't really you know. I got the the gopher to come all the way out of the hole for them, but mine was like kind of hiding and just poking out with his eyes enough to nod. So they don't really leave feeling like they know me. And sometimes I think when we're shy, it it feels safer to do Mm -hmm. that. It's like, well, you know, I I got them to like me, I think, but, and and I didn't have to risk as much by, you know, if I put my ideas or my opinions or my feelings or more of who I am out there, well that's, you know, then they could reject me. So we kind of stay safe but I think you're highlighting a very important point, because if we do that, they're not really going to feel that connected to us. We're not really building a real connection over time.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it, it is safer to just not say anything and keep it all inside. But, you know, once you know this framework and you see what good small talk is, you know, that you understand that, you know, it's important to focus on the other person, affirm what they say, right? If you do share and the person you know, um, disagrees with what you say, they talk about themselves some more. You can, you know, you can have the confidence knowing that, you know what, I just opened up and I shared about myself and this person is not, uh, responding appropriately. And so, you know, most people aren't actually very good at small talk. So, um, you know, as you, as you do it more, right? Like, you know, it's okay because, um, just know that you're, if you're doing it correctly, um, you know, that's what counts.
0: Right. And you get information because, okay, oh, man, this is so important, too, because we approach conversations on some level with, like, I got to get this person to like me, especially if, mm. you know, they're, they're important and we're feeling anxious. That's how often our unconscious motive is to get them to like us. And we're so focused on that and doing it right that we don't actually assess, does this feel good for me? Yeah. Like when I yeah. share, when I'm doing step three, that's why I think it's such an important step. You know, one and two are great, but if you just did one and two, you might never really enjoy yourself. You might feel extremely drained. There's a lot of people that I work with who are, you know, like my, myself, more introverted, and they say, well, I feel extremely drained after talking to people. And I'm always like, well, maybe. I mean, sometimes that's part of introversion. Maybe you need some recharge time. But it also could be, and I didn't use, you know, I didn't have your framework at the time, but really I think people are just doing steps one and two um, and and not step three, and that can be kind of draining uh, because you're not really getting that connection, which is the energizing part. But if you if you do step three and you share and you get these kind of responses that don't feel that good, that's a great indicator of, well, maybe I don't want to go way deeper with this person. Maybe you know, and if it's a party or a gathering or something, maybe you wrap up in a minute or two and go talk to someone else that's more fun. Yeah, and that's a, that's your um, your right to do that.
1: Yeah, and that's the greatest thing about mastering this stuff. It's you know you you're no longer you know just looking to affirm yourself through every interaction, right? Like um, you don't need people to to tell you that you're good, or you know you don't need approval from other people. Um, but you know you can actually go into a conversation with the proper knowledge and. You know like you said decide whether this is something that you want to stay in or not and you know most importantly you know why we're doing this in the end is to enjoy ourselves right and to actually enjoy spending time with people enjoy talking to them um, because ultimately you know that's what that's like the fifth human need or something you know like there's a shelter water food whatever and um, and you know human connection right like we we will not we cannot thrive if we don't enjoy uh, social interaction with other humans totally
0: I love it okay yeah. so there's there's one other question I have for you and then I want to uh, play a little game which I think could be really fun so okay, the cool. last question I want to ask though before the game uh, is what about witty banter where does that mm. fall in because I think that's extremely important, and that is a, um, actually a, a good percentage of my small talk. I'm actually looking for funny stuff. I'm looking to make the other person laugh. I'm looking to have a good time myself, even if they don't laugh as much. <laughs> looking yeah. to entertain myself <laughs> and them. Yeah. Uh, so where does that fall into small talk? We're going to pause for just one more moment and then get to the conclusion of our interview with small talk master Dan Chang. Stay tuned. Are you single? Do you want to meet someone but feel completely held back and stuck when it comes to meeting women, flirting, and getting dates? After spending over a decade of his life stuck in the same struggle, Dr. Aziz found the way to freedom and confidence with women. It's what he teaches his private clients how to do every day. Want to get there yourself? Go to 30daystodatingmastery.com to get a free copy of Dr. Aziz's ebook, 7 Ways to Start Conversations with Women, Anytime, Anywhere and start
1: meeting women today? Yeah, awesome question. Uh, I personally love humor. It's I, I plan on making a full course about it because that's how much I love it. It's like I, I l- watch stand-up comedians. I, l- I love to analyze humor and break it down. And um, the way I think about humor is that it's the shortcut to connection, right? If you look at any good conversationalist, if they're funny, they know how to use humor correctly they're gonna like they skyrocket right and then they're like people are like they're laughing they're you know touching each other and they're just there's this quick bond that happens through humor it's for whatever reason it's it's really really magical so yes i'm I'm really glad you asked this question um with small talk right so what we just talked about those three steps that's the you know the basic framework right so those are like the step-by-step things bread and butter that you need to understand in order to to deepen conversation um but then humor right that's like like i said that's like the the spaceship shortcut and um the way that the, the most effective thing that i found to really b- bond people together is teasing um specifically playful teasing i think mm-hmm. that's the most the easiest thing to do and the most powerful and um it can be kind of tricky you know i don't really have time to get into all of it right now but um uh, I think the, the easiest way for you to start testing it out and learning how to do it is using something I call the callback or that's called the callback. And, uh, I noticed this a lot when I was talking to people and, um, it works really, really well, like 99% of the time it works and it's so easy to do and it's so powerful and it creates this like inside joke kind of thing with people. Um. You ready for it? Yes. Tell us. Okay, Fill us cool. in. All right. Cool. So um, I learned this from uh stand-up comedy, right? If if you ever listen to a whole set, you'll notice that comedians, they'll tell a joke one time, right? And it's like, you know, they'll get laughter and, um, you know, you know it's, it performs okay. But then for whatever reason, when they refer back or call back to that joke a second time, the audience laughs really really hard like a lot harder than the first time mm. for whatever reason and you know it's because that the joke is familiar right they've they've uh, already created that before so it's, it's almost like time travel right it's like um that inside joke that you have with an old friend you're basically creating that within a matter of minutes right so how you can do it is all you have to do is when someone's talking you just listen for one thing that's it doesn't even have to be that funny right just something that's interesting or quirky or, you know, fun, something that you remember. Or, you know, the best thing is to do is to remember uh, a joke, right? Something that made everybody laugh, right? So, um, for example, right, like we were hanging out with my friends and uh, one of the, the girls, um, she she was saying that Britney Spears, her song, uh, I'm Not a Girl, or I'm a Girl, Not Yet a Woman, or something like that, was her favorite song. Mm-hmm. And so then we're all laughing and making fun of her, right? And I was like, oh, that's pretty funny and interesting. So I held on to that, right? And then it was like 10 or 15 (laughs) minutes later, people were talking about dating and all this. And then um, and all I did was I just pulled that same thing out and used it, right, in a different context, right? So um, I just said, uh, well, you know, she wouldn't know. She's just a girl, not yet a woman, right? And then everyone erupted in laughter right it yeah like, you know and it's really really easy you can you can do it with literally anything you know and all you have to do is refer to it again in a different context yes and what's
0: great about that is it's combining uh the callback with teasing right because yeah. you're kind of you're kind of teasing her playfully about oh she likes that song and you know in that dating example like she's just a girl it's like a little playful tease with her so that's yeah. like a double whammy teasing exactly. and callback
1: Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. And, you know, and, uh, you know, and the, the thing is, it's really, really safe to do, right? If you're, if you're scared about taking risks, and looking stupid, um, you know, this is really easy, because you're using a joke that everybody already thought was funny before. And you're just repeating it again. And it's nice. gonna be even safer. it's gonna be even funnier. Yeah, it's yeah, safer. And that's
0: I mean, that's the whole I mean dude, that would be a whole fascinating I'm glad you're gonna do a course on it. I, I think it'll be a whole fascinating interview actually. Maybe we will have an interview that's just focused on this because it's so important. It is the Uh-oh. shortcut rocket ship, and I think a big piece of it actually is risk. And, you know, a lot of humor, a lot of what makes people erupt, you know, I love you that you said that word, erupt in laughter. Mm-hmm. Is it's um, it's different than what's expected. There's a, and so yeah. it, in a way there's a risk there. And I think sometimes we're scared, you know, with a good buddy or their friends, we take the risk because it's, it's feels safe. You know, we know, we know they love us, but when we're bold enough and get skilled enough with it to start taking that risk when you just met someone 30 seconds ago and yeah. you can do it uh, and you, and you can make, and it's funny and it's playful and they get it and they laugh then boom you guys can connect like your old friends in five minutes and it's it's pretty amazing stuff so uh perhaps perhaps more there but let's uh before we wrap today in a moment i'll have you share a little bit more about where people can find your awesome formula because i'm sure you know this is great just these three steps is the overview of them is extremely valuable i'm sure diving deeper in is going to be absolutely essential for anyone who wants to master this. So uh, we'll show that in a second. Before we do, awesome. though, this just came to me during our conversation today. I don't know how it's going to go, but I want to give it a shot. Okay. Because um, we can talk about doing small talk for a long time, and that's useful, but sometimes modeling is a very powerful way to learn. And so you and I yeah. know each other some, not super deep, but we do know some information and stuff about each other. So I want to kind of pretend like we don't. So you can't just, you know, refer to something that I've shared with you already. Right. right. Same way for me. You know, and I'm like, oh, so how are the kids? Like, you don't know that I have kids. Right, right. Um, start but, from the but, ground, ground. Yeah. Up, so right. we just met. And, and of course, that, that might unfold. And I don't know. We'll just do a few minutes. It doesn't have to be like a half hour of this. But let's just uh, play around and demonstrate some small talk. Like, we just met at a, uh, at this. you know, I was at this dinner last night. So it's like this dinner party or something. Everyone's standing around having hors d'oeuvres and um and I don't know anything about you. I just oh, there's this guy over there. So, let's just if you if you're into it, we'll just play for a minute and just see what happens and then we'll do a yeah, quick, man. quick debrief. Does that sound fun?
1: Yeah, sounds fun. I'm into it. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Okay, so this is this this will be fun because it's a little bit more challenging because it's on the phone so we don't have like visual cues and all that stuff but still though i think like phone conversations are a whole nother thing that people struggle with so this will be next
0: level yeah and for that you know we can just make up stuff like you can ask me about you know pretending i'm eating something or whatever so the question would be do you want to approach be the one who starts the conversation or would you like me to
1: um yeah i'll do it i'll approach because because i'm the one that's teaching because you're the man Yeah, you know. (laughs) Um, Watch the master work. (laughs) That's right.
0: (laughs) Take notes, young gopher. All right.
1: All right, hold on. (laughs) Let me get a sip of water real quick. Uh, All right, you ready? Yep. Okay, wait, what's the setting? We're
0: at a dinner. uh, It's going to be a dinner thing, but there's like we're standing around. We're eating hors d'oeuvres before the actual meal. There's like maybe 20 people kind of milling about chatting
1: with each other. Cool, okay. All right. Um, Hey, how's it going, man? Uh, so what brings you here?
0: Oh, Hey, um, I I was invited by Michael. He said it would be a a great chance to meet some people and, um, just connect with, with local business owners here in Portland.
1: Oh, nice. Nice. Oh, so, you know, Michael, uh, how do you know him? Um, he
0: actually uh, reached out to me a while back and, and interviewed me for his podcast.
1: Oh, cool. Um, so you do, uh, you, you like do teaching and stuff like that? I do
0: actually. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, um, teach people, um, on the, you know, not like a traditional educational institution or something like a college, but I teach people how to be more confident.
1: Oh, cool. You know, I, I used to struggle with confidence as, as a little kid, you know, and this is, that's like super interesting stuff to me. So how'd you get into that? I will tell you.
0: I'm also curious in what in what you said there, which is interesting. Um, I'll tell you in a sec. No, I'm super curious. What? Uh, tell me more. You said you used to. What was it like when you were a kid?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, when I was a kid, I was really shy, and um, you know, I really lacked confidence. Um, and when I would get nervous, I would actually like twitch. Um, I would blink a lot, yeah. and yeah, so it, it wasn't it wasn't good. Yeah. Um, so I've taken, you know, like over the years, I've really spent a lot of time like following people you know like you you know teaching through podcasts and videos and stuff and just trying to learn how to how to become more confident and social and yeah. stuff. so well yeah.
0: dude it's you, that... you obviously uh you won because you were like super easy to talk to and seem very confident to me
1: oh thanks man <laughs> that's that's really nice thanks um um so uh um what was I going to say? Oh yeah. So like, uh, your, your podcast and stuff. Um, how do you, how do you like that? you know, that's pretty like non-traditional, right? Like most, I've never really met anyone that, that does that kind of thing. Most of my friends are like nine to five We're sitting at a desk cubicle. Yeah,
0: I know. I, um, I was actually training when I was in college to do uh, computer science and I did that for about two and a half years. And then I had one night where it's like the middle of the night and I was programming something and I was like, wait a minute. Even when I get through this sucky phase, I'm going to get a job sitting in a cubicle programming nine to five. If I'm lucky, maybe even longer. Uh, and then I was like, I can't do this. So <laughs> I, uh, I pulled the rip cord and just, I don't know. I was like, I got to figure out a different path. So I just started pursuing what was most fascinating to me. And that was psychology and then people. And then, um, it was a perfect fit because I was like you really uh, stuck in my confidence and I was always studying that, so it kind of fit into psychology. And then, um, and then I went and trained and became a therapist and clinical psychologist. And and now I kind of do what I do here. So I, it all started from not wanting to be in a cubicle, really.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think you know a lot of the stuff that we, you know, we do is driven by that like the the, the need to escape something, right? Like yeah. for me, right? Like. You just want to get away from something you don't know what or why, yeah. but you're just like, I gotta, I gotta make a change in my life. Right? Yeah. I gotta get away from this. I don't know where I'm going. Yeah, totally. but it's not over there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So cool. you just—that's amazing. You just you know, like took the leap and just kind of, kind of did it.
0: Yeah, there's wow, sort that's... of a, uh, feeling my way through it, uh, step by step. And it's actually been the guiding principle since that, uh, since that night. Actually, was like, I'm going to pursue what excites me most. And it was often towards something that was unknown, more challenging, more uncertain, more risky, and also um, m- maybe something that didn't immediately produce a result. Like it wasn't the most, you know, obviously for straight out of college, being a you know computer scientist would have been the most lucrative path. Um, getting out of college with a psychology degree, eh, not as lucrative. And And every step of the way, I've been kind of pursuing the thing that wasn't the immediate uh, monetary reward, but I think overall, uh, massive life satisfaction and in the long term can, you know, create a, a tremendous amount of prosperity too.
1: Oh, that's so good. Yeah. You know, really like really planning it out, right. For the future, the, yeah. the long, t- the long haul. Yeah. The I... lay of gratification, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm all about that too. Really? No, it's not, See, it's so not also, really... Pl-
0: let's pause here. Cause we can, I, now I want to be like, well, tell me more about, it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but let's just, pause. We, now
1: we're just like chatting. Yeah. Chatting like, but, you know, like but normally,
0: so, yeah. so, um, Anyway, for when you're listening, those who are listening right now, I want you to really, uh, maybe got sucked into the content, but really take a step back and reflect for a minute on what Dan was teaching us earlier and how he was masterfully using so many of those things. And I'll share a couple that I noticed, and Dan, maybe you can point out anything that you noticed. You might be at the stage of of unconscious competence where you're just you're competent without even it just flows out of you. That's the sense I get, but. You can still probably break some of the stuff you were doing down. One thing I noticed is you did a lot of that affirming, that yes, anding, you know, whether you said that literally directly or just with your energy and your voice tone. Um, and I gotta say, as the uh, kind of the focus of this of this small talk conversation, that's what it ended up being. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels really good. Like I feel listened to, I feel important. I feel interesting. Um, and I think it's because of the the affirming the curiosity you have, uh, you matched my energy as well. Um, so I think I saw you applying a lot of this stuff. I I don't know if there's other things that you noticed or what you were consciously doing as we were going through that.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, the big thing is to, uh, it's okay to focus on the other person, right? Like, um, I think a lot of nervousness comes from thinking, all right, oh shoot, it's my turn to talk. I got to say something interesting or like, oh, how do I show that I'm, I'm funny or interesting. Right. And, um, That's what causes you to freeze up because you don't really know what to say, but um, You know when the other person is talking about themselves It it feels amazing for that person right so you know as you're talking to them It's okay to just keep digging deeper, you know, it's as long as you're not just asking questions to ask questions You know you're truly interested and you're asking meaningful questions, right? Like they they say that When people uh, talk about themselves, you know, uh, which is called self-disclosure, it's the feelings that they get from the chemicals released in their brain is comparable to sex, good food and drugs. Like that's how good it feels right when, when people talk about themselves. So don't be afraid of asking the person to explain more, you know, really, really get curious and ask just whatever comes to your mind, you know, like like they'll, they'll be happy to tell you more. Um, and don't put pressure on yourself to necessarily say anything. Right. So, um, You know during our conversations, right? Like I didn't really talk that much about myself I was just letting you talk and I was learning about you as much as possible And then you know if I did think of something that related right like oh cool, you know I feel that way too or you know made me think of something then that's when I would share about myself Um, But other than that, you know, I really put the spotlight on you. Yeah, which is what which is what small talk masters do right? I Mm -hmm. You know you, you think of talk show hosts, right and they are the ultimate penultimate. Is that the right word? Pen- no, they are the ultimate. Um, <laughs> I've heard
0: the word penult. I don't actually know what it means. Sure. They're the, the supreme ultimate.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Supreme, super, ultimate, small talk professionals, right? Like they they know, they do it day in and day out. And look at what they do is they really focus on their guest. Yes. right? And so, so we, you know, as small talk masters, that's what we got to do as well.
0: Yes. And what's really interesting is as we were going through that, There's like this desire in me. So yes, I'm feeling good. It's like I ate a handful of ecstasy pills, a cheeseburger, and orgasmed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All at the same time. (laughs) No, but it it, it feels good, and and
0: and I'm associating. Like I'm feeling good talking to Dan. I'm feeling good talking to Dan. Like my brain's making these connections. Like being around Dan feels good, which is nice. That's what you want, right? Right. And also, there's this kind of it feels good and there's this natural reciprocity in humans where it feels good and part of me is like this curiosity is building in me that's kind of like oh but wait I want to know about you and that's a beautiful thing because then you know mm-hmm. the focus is on me for a while and then inevitably I'm going to shift it to him like well tell me about you and you know I'm so curious about your story and, and then you get this beautiful back and forth of, of kind of mutual curiosity so I think that spotlighting them first is a powerful way to build that Um, that connection because they're going to want to know more about you. So, dude, this is uh, really, really good stuff. I got to say, this is one of the most um, technically useful, uh, just practical, valuable interviews I've done. So, I I really want to thank you for showing up and sharing this stuff. And um, I want, I know there's people listening right now who are like, dude, I want to like really get, if you really want to know his system and learn how to apply this stuff, and take it from some kind of, you know, we got, you got some useful stuff that you can apply right now, today. But if you want to master it, I would strongly encourage you to to dive deeper into his, uh, his program. So tell us a little bit more about um, where people can find you. We'll have a link below uh, in the show notes at and shrinkfortheshyguy.com. But tell us people how to find you.
1: Yeah, thanks so much, Aziz. That, that was really nice to hear. You know, I, that really is what I do. You know, I pride myself on taking a lot of information and then boiling it down into really, really simple concepts that you can understand and then really, really practical ways to use them, right? So it's so nice to hear you say that and just kind of affirm what, I, what I'm what i doing. So thanks. Um, okay, yeah, so um, to stay in touch with me, check out uh, my free course at thefriendformula.com. You can sign up and, you know, they'll get s- delivered straight into your inbox. Um, I have a, a, you know, introductory video course on small talk and how to, you know, start enjoying it. How to understand it? Overcome boredom and nervousness, which I found are the two biggest obst- obstacles that people face. Um, you know, you can hit me up uh, via email. You know, just reply. I, I read every single email that I get. Um, you'll get updates from me, videos that I put out, uh, random musings, and then yeah, you can also um, find me on Facebook.com/slash/theFriendFormula, and um, I'll be there as well so either one of those channels right. just yeah check it out
0: that is awesome good good man so cool uh thank you so much for coming on sharing this stuff and we'll have all that information down below and uh go forth everyone listening go forth and uh prosper in your small talk and if you want to get even more <laughs> check dan's stuff out the com. thanks again dan
1: all right it's my pleasure thanks for having me
0: That brings us to the end of the interview and almost to the end of our show, but not until we do the action step. Time for action. Your action step today is similar to last week, which is to take one thing that you learned from this interview that you heard, the second half today, and apply it in your life. Maybe it's something from step three. Maybe it's practicing sharing more. Maybe you tend to hold back and not reveal much, practice sharing. Put it out there. Maybe it's something around the humor piece that we talked about. Maybe you wanna use the callback that Dan taught you. Maybe you want to just take a risk and be more bold and maybe tease someone. Try that stuff out, pick something, try it out, look for opportunities, because that's how you're gonna shift, that's how you're gonna grow, that's how you're gonna master this stuff, and I can't wait to hear about it when you do. You can send me a message at shrinkfortheshyguy.com, tell me about how you're progress is going, how things are working out for you. I love reading those. And until we speak again, may you have the courage to be who you are and to know on a deep level that you're awesome. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Shrink for the Shy Guy with Dr. Aziz. If you know anyone who can benefit from what you've just heard, please let them know and send them a link to shrinkfortheshyguy.com.